Hey, you. Yeah, you. No, I'm just kidding. I had to do that because a few of our listeners told us they like it. But anyway, I have a question. If you walk in the house and there's two fresh baked pans of cookies on your left are the crunchy ones where if they get too dry, they just might chip a tooth or your jaws just might get tired of you chewing on them. And on your right are the ones you're going to choose because those are the soft, the tender and the chewy ones. You know why? Because those are the ones that are exactly like what comes from the 1448 Bakery. I'm telling you this. These cookies are so stinking tender that it's a wonder how they don't crumble in your hand when you pick them up. And guess what? You, yeah you, can get 15% off of anything you order when you go to 1448bakingcode.com and enter the code K-N-O-W-K-I at checkout. Get your orders in. Pause the podcast. Go place your order. Resume podcast. All right? Meeting adjourned. Oh, bro. So you remember last week when I was talking about that when I went out of town and all that, went to Mall of America and all yeah, that? Yeah, yeah, One thing I forgot to mention, well, two things I forgot to mention, is they had this thing in the Mall of America that's called Fly Over America or Fly Over Hawaii, right? What is that? So, check me out, right? So you know IMAX, right? Uh-huh. So you go in this room and... When you walk into your right, it's a gigantic screen, right? And on the screen, oh, they, they have you sit in, sit in your seat and have you strapped in like it's a roller coaster, right? So when you sit down, it's in front, in front of you is like this gate, whatever, right? So it's like a 4D experience type thing. Bro, <laughs> yes. <laughs> it was crazy because I had this... um. This gate, in, the, the gate was in front of us. Right now, I felt my feet on the ground. Right, so when it was about when it started, the whole room went so I couldn't even see the person. <laughs> it went black, black. Right, so next thing I know, I I, I feel I can't feel the floor anymore. Oh, they so the they so they had the <laughs> gate in front. You know, they lowered the gate and move removed the floor from under you. No shit. I'm like, bro, right? So then the screen comes on, you're in the air as if you're like in an airplane or something like that. And you can feel the seats tilting mm. when the screen, like if the, if on the screen, the your airplane yeah, is going right. to the right, yeah. the seats turn to the right. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? The, if it's going to the left, it goes to the left. And then they had at some points where it, was, it really looked like it was POV, but like you'd be flying over water and then the screen would start flying towards the water and you go like it would you splash into the water go underwater yeah. and they had some jets above yeah, you and it sprayed you <laughs> when you went underwater bro bro that was dope bro. that that was that was probably the highlight one of the highlights of the weekend aside from the comedy show um then the second thing bro that was my first real taste into having a free schedule what, like, like nothing to do just being able to make okay I'll say it this way make my own schedule yeah just having schedule freedom not being locked into the 9 to 5 really you know what I mean yeah that was my first like uh, granted I've had vacations before right whatever but this was the first time I was like yo this is what it feels like when people <laughs> don't 
have to go to like wake up and have to go to work. Right, right. No, that's is low key. That's how I feel almost every day because I get to make my own schedule. <laughs> <laughs> so every day is a fucking adventure. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> adventure. <laughs> I never know what the fuck I'm gonna do. Yeah, I, I really don't. Like yeah. I wake up with no plans. Uh, don't, don't get me wrong. Towards the end of the week, when I got to get my forty hours, I'm like, ah, I gotta go to work, but. Well, the time I gotta go to work, still up to me. Right, right, yeah, <laughs> yeah, bro. I, I was like, man, this is this is dope, bro. Like, I actually, I actually think I need to pursue this, yo. Like, I need to <laughs> get to a point where I can make my own schedule and I don't have to be like, oh, okay, it's what is it? I wake up at ten o'clock. I gotta be at work at twelve. Oh man, I gotta right, hour and I a half. Gotta, I gotta right, I gotta. right, exactly. <laughs> like if it, when when it comes to the aspect of entrepreneurship, mm-hmm. granted. You have in the in the beginning. In the beginning, you gotta put in eighty hours, as, as you should, right? You're yeah, loaded. Yes, right. <laughs> you you work hard in the beginning so you can relax in the end, mm-hmm. right? Um, but I was like, yo, I really wanna. I think I wanna pursue this, bro. Well, like, yeah, that 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 freedom of everything is up to you. Yeah, you want to. Like, yeah, do I want to? Do I want to go to work I today? Feeling it? <laughs> it's, it's, it hit different. Yeah, it does. It does, and I, I felt real good, bro. Like I, granted, you know, you don't want to go back to work. You know what I'm saying? Regardless of whatever you do, when you go on vacation, you don't feel like going back to yeah. work. But this is what I was like, yo. If I had one wish right now, bro, I would be like, drop somebody, drop 50k on me right now, so I don't have to go to work for the rest of the year and focus on. My entrepreneurial endeavors. Right, right. And I wish that was a thing, bro. You get one shot. You get fifty k. Pursue your dreams this full year. Would you? Would you? You would go for it? Hey, that's that's a hell of a question. I ain't never thought about it. Yeah. Uh. Shit. Yeah. Why not? Um. The, the only only thing I can think of, I probably need a little bit more than fifty k. Yeah. Uh, or just whatever your salary is. Right. Yeah. Right? Essentially. Yeah. So, essentially, whatever your salary. Uh, yeah. I'm telling you right now, first thing I do is pay all my bills for the year. If I could, anything I could pay for the entirety of the year, mm. I'm paying that shit. That way, I don't have to worry about the end and I overspent. Right. So when it comes to the end, the end of the, the year, and let's say my endeavor don't make it, I don't make it, I don't have to be like, ah, this, this is month 12. Right, 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 right. <laughs> I, I need 500 more dollars. I don't <laughs> over fucking spent, and now I'm behind. And you started behind the eight ball all over again. So first thing I would do is pay off, you know, everything for the full year. But the opportunity, I mean, if I could take it whenever, you know what I'm saying? It's not like, oh, you turn 21, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like if I could do it whenever, like once I get my mind set on what I really want to do, yeah, uh, set up an opportunity beforehand so they, I'm just walking to a blind, right? And right. I go, okay, this is what I want to do. Let me get that year. Right. So so would you not work for that year? Like not go to your your job for that year? Oh, it's it's optional. I could. That's what I mean. Like, like you get your your year salary to not work for that year. Yeah. And focus on your dreams. Like, with well, I guess I just answered my question, didn't I? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. If, if it's if if it's an option of me not to go to work, I mean to go to work, I probably still because I'm greedy. Oh, okay. So, so it's even more. <laughs> right. You know what I'm saying? I got that 50k, and I mean, oh no, maybe I'm a little bit different because I'm already working and pursuing. You know what I'm saying? My entrepreneurial dreams. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So, so like, it'd be like more of the same for you. Right. Yeah. yeah it'll just free up more days. Yeah. Not have, have to go to work. So, but, um, you know, they didn't give me opportunities to, you know, put more money into 
you know, as a comic to to go build a showcase somewhere. Mm. You know what I'm saying? So I can be like, all right, boom, I got 50k. It take a 5k to go rent out the Eric Cram. Mm. Really? I don't know. Uh, I was going to say what or like what? what? It's probably not even that much, low key. Uh, got that boy like on a Thursday or something. Oh, like like a slow day doing the yeah, week or whatever. Yeah. yeah, like a Thursday. Find find a Thursday where most people have off that Friday and do that because that's that Thursday is pretty much Friday. Right. Like, right. Right. Yeah. <laughs> and you're gonna whenever you do your thing, you're gonna have it at right, nighttime. Ticket anyway. sales. Right. I'm gonna have ticket sales and I'll make my money back. I mean, hopefully. But let's let's say to rent out the Air Crown is five thousand dollars. Yeah. I got fifty k, and I can still work. So like. I can use that 50k to build something. Yeah, that 50k yeah, yeah. isn't just to suffice for the year, and I got nothing to put into the business. So if I can still work, yeah, I still work some, you know, mm. some part-time site. You know uh, yeah, 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 like like step down kind of thing. Yeah. Well, I said step down because that's what I probably would have to do. Yeah, you know, because the way I the way my job is now, I work literally in the middle of the day. Mm-hmm. So. I don't really have time, you know what I'm saying? Unless I really change my whole sleep schedule. Oh, that's you know what I'm saying? Difficult. Yeah, because so, I essentially work from like 12 to 9, 30, 12 to 10. Yeah. So not really much time to do stuff on a regular sleep schedule, your average sleep schedule, which is from like 10 o'clock to 6, 7, 8, Six, 9. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So for me, if somebody dropped 50K on me, I'm like, hey, uh, I need to step down. Like, I, I take... I take 15 hours a week to right to, to keep my status. Yeah, to keep my status. Right. You know what I'm saying? Keep keep that cheap insurance. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> to keep those cheap benefits or whatever. But I would definitely be like, that's that's far more than what I need to get established what I'm trying to do right now. Right. For real. So I'm like, man, what? Not only will I make that, I'll probably like double that or even tr- probably even potentially triple that. Um, from being able to have that fifty k, you know what I'm saying? Take you to the casino, put it all on black. Nope, <laughs> nope. That's the worst thing. That's the wor- you know, I'm a doubling or nothing. I don't <laughs> think about that. Thinking about that question, like how many people would do that, bro? Like how do you? A lot. I think a lot of people do that. I mean, because it's opportunity to double up, right? Right off, right off the top. I mean, don't get me wrong. You still got. I honestly, there's more odds that you're going to lose it. You right know, there's uh the green zero on roulette people forget green zero yeah so in roulette you, you see a lot of people they play red and black yeah but there's a green zero to make the game in favor of the house because mm, it's it's public knowledge that casinos the games are rigged to benefit the casino uh, i wouldn't say rigged but all the games are in favor of the house okay i'll go to the casino i've won more times than i lost when i go to the casino really yes Oh, I, I I wouldn't. I'm that kind of person where it's like, I okay, I play video games, right? Right. And if it's whatever the game it is, if I'm playing Smash Brothers, right? I'm that kind of person that's like, oh, I lost. I let me try again. Right. Like oh, I lost. All right. All right. I'm, I'm I'm feeling that I'm gonna win this time. Right. And that's what I fear if I would ever try to play the slice. Yeah. Like okay. This one's, one. this one's a nickel. Right. Next thing I know, two hundred dollars later. You yep. know what I'm saying? Yep, one hundred percent. I tell people whenever they go to the casino, uh, bring whatever cash you're willing to spend. Mm. Leave your debit card in the car. Yeah. Leave your credit cards in the car. That way you can't oh, leave them at home. Yeah. Because if you want to go all the way back home, 
<laughs> right to, to, to get your card to get some more money, you have a real real problem. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. Take whatever cash. If it's a hundred, take a hundred. If it's five hundred, take five hundred. Whatever. Yeah. And take that with you as what you're willing to spend. Now you could divvy that up how you want. Yeah. You can, like I said, go put it all in black. Now you finna have double the fun. You got five hundred in your pocket. And you got five to play with. Whatever. Or, yeah. Or you got a short night. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I didn't have some, some short nights. Yeah. I was like, damn, just got here. What? <laughs> time to go. <laughs> time to go. This is over. This is fun. Uh, <laughs> have you have you fallen victim to that? Like on f- favor the house um, strategy that the casinos have. Like, like, like you go in with more money than you're willing to spend, right? Yeah. And you end up spending more money than you intended to. Have you have you fallen for that? I haven't because I I know the pitfalls of the casino. Yeah, and so like I like I only take what I'm willing to lose. Mm. <laughs> if I needed that money, I'm not taking it with me. Right. If it was you know some extra money. That I, if I could lose it and still be fine, I can yeah. still do whatever I want with my life. That's so. If I lose it, it's fine. Mm. So, like I said, I don't take I don't take my cars with me. I don't take you know nothing. I don't take nothing that I could use extra as money. Yeah, because everything extra is not what I planned on to play around with. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So like, like I said, I've, I don't, I've I've lost all my money before all the money that I brought before. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I lost all the money I brought before at the casino. But like I said, I've won more times than I lost. The mm. last time I was in Vegas. I paid for my whole trip at the casino. At the casino? Yeah. Wow. I think I came back home like with an extra 12 in my pocket, 1200 And I got like the last 600 waiting on my cousin to pick me up from the casino and take me to the airport to go home. So you were just trying to I pass time. There, yeah, I was sitting on my bag. I was already up. Yeah. I was like, all right, bet. I'm playing. It was just boom, hit, 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 hit. Because I play roulette. That's my game. Is that that's the one? Granted, I'm green about this. Like, yeah, that's the one where they spin the mm-hmm. uh, the number. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, yeah. like I said, that's the red and black. You see a lot of people. Yeah, because red, that red and black pay out a one to one. So whatever you put there, that's all you can win. Then there, okay. there's a row above it that pay out two to one. So so that one double. chip, right? It, that's they call it like I don't want to call it double because when they give you your winnings they add it all together that's the trick I think that's a major trick right there mm, so like, like if you put down five on red and hit you get ten they call that doubling right then uh, two to one if I put down five I'm gonna win ten and I'll bring back fifteen so they be like oh that five dollars can win you fifteen no that five dollars can win you ten, ten yeah. or that five dollars can win you five right so like that's how they that five dollars oh. get you ten no that five dollars get you five ten or like, yeah. another five yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't count the money you put in there as part of your winnings. Right. When they give it to you, that's how they make it look. Right. So it's like like you put in five, and then you win twenty. They tell you that you, you won twenty five. What? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so you just basically it's the wordplay thing. It's a wordplay. Uh hundred percent. hundred percent. So like the two to one, I, that's my line. I like to play the two to one. To me is it's just a little bit riskier, but the payout is there. Yeah, to me, yeah. my best friend he liked the the one to one, which which is fine, um, because he liked to be there a long time. Me, let's get in, get out, whatever. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> He'd be at the casino eight hours if he could. And I'm like, yeah. bruh, no, thank you. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> no, thank you. My best friend, I love kicking it with you, but eight hours, <laughs> nah. no, no. Welcome to another episode of the No Key Podcast. It's your man Spaces. Uh, Salman Dave. <laughs> You'll do everybody. <laughs> Jay, every day. 
uh man we got the man behind the camera that y'all the voice y'all been hearing the man will hill man the, the, the heavy breathing y'all be hearing something <laughs> man just put up finally getting uh put a face to the face to the voice i was about to say face to the name i yeah, guess that right? too right yeah, same same yeah man so tell tell people about yourself a little bit man what you what's going on uh, work if you want to do talk about yeah, that. No, I mean, I'm Will Hill. I'm a comedian, up and coming comedian. Y'all can see me anywhere. There's a microphone and a stage. I don't need much to tell some jokes. I I just did a room where it was like six people. So mm. I, I don't care. It started off with two. Yeah. And it was like <laughs> they finna get some jokes. Like, yeah. <laughs> uh, but for my regular day job, uh, I work at a a retailer, and I catch shoplifters, and that's where most of my material come from. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. Shoplifters be crazy. So how long you been in? How long you been doing comedy? Uh, this is this is my second year. I'm in my second year, so two two four years. Oh, would that make this my third year? If you've been in it for two years already, yeah. What is, what year did you start? Do you remember? I don't remember. It's two years ago. It was two. It's, it sounds like you're going into two your years. third. Yeah, going into my third. So I'm in my third. I'm in my third year. I've done two years. I've done two tours. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, but rewind like. How, how was your last week, man? How you been oh, doing? Like, yeah. We typically it's, do a recap. I'm, I'm usually on the other side of this. So. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <that's> like. <laughs> uh, it was a smooth week. My birthday is actually tomorrow, uh, May the 9th. Um, so, like, I don't know. The week before Mother's Day, I mean, the, the week before yeah, the week before Mother's Day is always, like, a slow week for everybody. Everybody's kind of preparing for Mother's Day. So, yeah. like, I don't know. It was... To me, on a normal week, like yeah, yeah, yeah. I went to work, came home, played video games, and did it all over again. Yeah, told yeah. some jokes. Like, <laughs> you do anything special for your birthday at all? No, nah, man. Because on Mondays I host the Riddles Open Mic every Monday, show at eight o'clock, and um, slight plug. Right, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> Shameless plug. Um, so like, my birthday is on a Monday. So yeah, it's like, and I already made the commitment to to host the open mic, so it's like I don't really plan on nothing. But I'm going to New York the next week, so I'm like, all right, I can. Chill kind week, of, yeah, yeah, you know yeah. what I'm saying? And turn up in yeah. New York, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So, you've been doing who, who are some of your favorite comedians? Uh, I think any and everybody, especially coming from the Midwest, you got to go Pryor and Bernie Mac. Mm. Um, oh man, I Pryor, Richard Pryor completely re innovated comedy, yeah. Uh, it would not look nowhere as it does now with all the intricate storytelling because before that you had like people like Red Fox yeah and those those what we call one-liners he had his joke you know what I'm saying boom to another joke yeah it, it ain't got a tie-in or nothing <laughs> it yeah. ain't no real uh, what we call callbacks where you bring something back from what you said earlier I love those kinds of jokes bro yeah no I think uh, if you could have a long-winded like if you're doing like a 20-minute set and you can wrap it all together with a nice bow on top. Yeah. Is what I consider to be great comedy. Yes. But comedy is extremely subjective. Yeah. So like what we might like, somebody else might not like. So I do my best, honestly, especially when I'm at the open mic. When I'm at open mics, because that's pretty much how you get your grind. And I see somebody who, who bomb or not do well. I don't go, they're not funny. I go, I don't think they're I don't think they're funny. You know yeah. what I'm saying? So, like, I, I'm hard-pressed to say someone is not funny. Don't get me wrong. There's some people <laughs> who just never think about doing comedy again. Yeah. <laughs> There's only, like, two that I can think of that I've ran across and be like, no. This not for you. No, not not even a little bit. Yeah. Like, yeah. you shouldn't even listen to comedy. You shouldn't even enjoy <laughs> it. <laughs> can't, they can't listen to it. <laughs> You, you can't you can't even enjoy it. You're so bad, you don't deserve to laugh. No, no. 
it's they out there, baby, and it's, it's hilariously terrible. Okay. <laughs> so, so you said Red Fox, and then you said Bernie. So let's name five if there are five. Um, so Red Fox, and Bernie, I think those you know those are the OGs, but like people I listen to now, like Tony Baker, okay, Murderer, Dion Cole, Dion Cole, <sighs> man, just a straight killer, mm. straight killer. Uh, I mean, whenever he touched the mic, is it's unapologetically him, mm-hmm. and that's that's some shit to admire. Um, I don't know if y'all know uh, this white dude. He does dark humor. Anthony Jesselnik. Anthony Jesselnik. Never heard of him. Anthony Jesselnik. Uh, it's, it's dark humor. I think it's you know far right from everybody else that I mentioned. Yeah, um, yeah, definitely. But his the way he does it. Is something to be admired. Yeah. Like the first time I heard it, since it's dark humor, I was like, geez, that's terrible. Yeah. It's terrible. Then he had a special called um, Thoughts and Prayers. Okay. Where he attacks the social media culture of saying thoughts and prayers when some somebody lose somebody close to them. Yeah. He's like, bro, your thoughts and prayers don't mean shit. <laughs> like, keep that shit to yourself. Yeah. Like, he was like, what do you say? It was like you saying that is a cry for people to look at you. <laughs> look at me, y'all. I said thoughts and prayers to this person. Yeah. Like yeah, yeah. I know you're going through something, but don't forget about me. <laughs> like <laughs> you know, he, he attacked it so so tastefully. This shit was great. That's the best kind. That's the best kind of uh I guess everybody has their own definition of best, but just strategic humor is the is the yeah. best for me. Yeah. Right? Like when uh when Kobe passed, right? I forget who it, who the comedian was or the person was. I don't even know if they were a comedian, but they said Kobe passing, no way. You know what I'm saying? You're saying like it was tasteful, right? That's funny, right? Like, it, was, it was tasteful. It wasn't, wasn't it? And so like a lot of people tried to, you know what I'm saying? Like it wasn't, it wasn't like they were trying to besmirch Kobe's name, but hurt people. Yeah. So like I, I love what what was it? The one when you reach. You tell a story and then you at the end of the story you re-mention what you first call back. Call back, yeah. yeah. Those those are probably my two best. Like when you're clever and I can tell that you uh put some work put, put some this. thought into it and you're not just you didn't just write this five minutes ago. Yeah. Or or you didn't give thought to it, then I'm like, yeah, yeah, those are my favorite comedians. But 100%. like I'm not nearly as into the comedy scene as you are, of course. Right. But um some people that make me laugh, bro. All right, who's your top um, five? I don't even I don't know if I have five. Okay. I might think of some later on, but um Bill Burr. Mm-hmm. Bill Burr. Andrew Schultz. Okay. Great crowd work. Great, great crowd work. But I I listen to the Brilliant Idiots podcast. Yeah. No, he's, he's a funny person. Just 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 I mean, oh my goodness. I, I say great crowd work, but his material is spot on also. Yeah. Like yeah. so Andrew Schultz is fucking genius because he put out his crowd work material because his regular material is so good it's so like, good <laughs> it's so good like I, I've seen I've seen his because I follow him on Instagram yeah so I've seen bits in uh, of when he's in like a comedy club mm-hmm. and he's doing his crowd work right and that stuff is clever but to me that's not quite as funny or as clever as his um his, 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 actual, his actual set yeah. I've seen his actual set bro and I would it takes a lot for me to have a physical reaction to something that I'm watching <laughs> yeah. bro I would I would listen to it and at the end he do a call back mm-hmm. I'm like wow bro like, 
just tied it all dude, together. Just bro, just like a <laughs> oh man. But dude, the dude is hilarious, bro. Um, what's the third one? I, I can't think of a third one. Um, jeez, no, I can't think of a third one. Alright, that's fine. But, but <clears throat> so what's so you said you're going to New York? Yeah, I'm going to New York just to go do some comedy, just okay. to hit the scene, basically. Yeah, yeah, yes. Yeah. Because you know people say that. Two, the two places to go for comedy are New York and California. Right, New, New York, New York and LA. You go to New York to uh, be funny, and you go to LA to like get movies. That's the mm. the same. But being from Chicago, I got a leg up. Just saying, like Chicago is known for just great ass fucking comics. Yeah, you got people like Just Niche out here killing it, man. Uh-huh. Just, Cold Hearted Killer, David Williams, a legend in the game. I gotta look these people up. Yeah, uh, just David Williams was the opener for the original Kings of Comedy. Mm-hmm. My man been doing it for a while and top tier. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean, respect from your peers is one of the most, the highest levels of admiration you can really get in the comedy game. Um, so he he had he has that, and my man is he could just pull funny. Out at any moment in time. Like, yeah, 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 yeah. There's some other people from the city. I hope don't know. I feel a certain type of way, but those, those two, uh, Corey Bell, another female comic, G is just murdering. You yeah, know what I'm saying? Yeah. Wherever they go, just dead bodies. <laughs> Death by laughing. Yeah. Like Corey Bell was just on tour with Monique. Mm. Her and Monique was on tour. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. They all from Chicago, just killing it. So when I when we go other places. And you tell them you're a Chicago comic, yeah. they'd be like, "Oh, you from Chicago? All right, we gonna put you on." Put you yeah, on. yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I've seen, not seen, but I can imagine. Okay, I'll say it this way: I've heard that Chicago has a reputation for comedy. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's, it's a tough place to do comedy because, especially Black Chicago, you have to be funny the moment you hit the stage. Mm. You don't got no time to build up no story. Yeah, yeah. You gotta start off with something. Yeah, because yeah. otherwise they finna get restless. Right. So like that. That fortitude right off the top builds you up to be a great comic. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's, it's this new comic, Angle Sarah name. Um, <laughs> but, like, she's not even six months in. Mm. And Jess D, she got a room that she do on Thursdays. Uh, it's on the south side of on, like, 82nd and Kedzie or something like that. And um, it's a tough room. Yeah. Like, you need to be on your shit before you go there because you fuck up. Nisha's gonna roast your ass right after your set. I've seen people leave crying. Oh, wow. They had you contemplating whether you want to do comedy or not <laughs> at a fucking open mic. Start questioning your life. Yo, just your whole <laughs> existence. Like, this, that shit can happen. Yeah. And so yeah, she, uh, this is girl, she young. Her parents still come to every open mic. Yeah. Like, I'm like, yo, you grow some more before you go over there. And like, and I wasn't trying to say it like, oh no, hate and shit. It's yeah. just, I don't want your flame to get blown out because you have a bad set over there because they go blow it out. Yeah, yeah, That's yeah, the type yeah. of people. It's not a bad thing. Yeah. It's, it's just life. You know, and that's that's a part of comedy. Like, I've never heard of all the people that I've seen um, that were comedians that I've heard talk. Uh-huh. None of them have ever said that go go this place because they're guaranteed to laugh. Right. Like, never no. have I heard of it. No. It's not going to happen. And as a matter of fact, they encourage you to sometimes to go to these you know these these 
hmm, how do I say it? Like a tougher room? Tough crowds. Yeah. These rooms with the tough crowds because that builds your character as a comedian. That builds your repertoire. That builds your ability to respond to things. That weeds out the weak. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 You do a room and they, they all talking about you because you didn't do well. Yeah. And you come back again next week, you got it. Right, right, right. It's, it's not easy. I haven't been on a, like, I haven't bombed terribly. I've been in rooms where it's like the crowd just not feeling it. Because, you know, up and coming comic, we do comedy everywhere. Yeah. It's a place out west called What a Jerk. Yeah. They do an open mic there every Wednesday. And the crowd is usually there to eat, not to do fucking comedy. Right, right, and right. So, like, you could be telling your best jokes. Yeah. And the crowd on, ain't snicker. Yeah. <laughs> they didn't even <laughs> they look, look at up. You. And you just go in and you, you gotta eat that. Yeah. You gotta yeah, keep yeah. going. Like, bitch, I know I'm funny. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was my next question. Have you ever bombed? Yeah. Uh, I never got booed. Okay, so. Well, I guess we can have to specify the definition. No, no. Uh, well,. Bombing is just not having a good set. Right. Uh, right. And, and even with that, there's levels to that. Right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you could bomb and, you know, it could just be a, a well, not, just not a good night. The whole set, yeah. everybody, everybody bombs. Um, so you, you kind of feel better about yourself, but when you go, <laughs> no, it's like shit, everybody did bad. It yeah. wasn't just me. Like the crowd's just not feeling it. Yeah. Um, but if everybody go up and killing it and the room get dead quiet because you up there. <laughs> Bruh. Yeah. You be like, damn. So y'all ain't gonna laugh at that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> y'all ain't gonna laugh at nothing, but a lot of comics, they, what they do is like, shit, I'm bombing right now. And that's, any any OG of comic can tell you, don't do that Don't shit. do that. that as don't, a, don't nobody know you bombing until you say it. Yeah, yeah. Don't nobody know you bombing? Don't nobody know what's really going on until you say that shit. Yeah. And so, uh, yeah, bombing is a whole, whole different thing. I, I bombed. Not bad, though. Cause a lot, a lot of comments tell you, I rather get booed. It's pure silence. It's what's, what the fuck you up? Yeah, like, yeah. Bro, I can't even get you to breathe hard. <laughs> like, <laughs> bro, I can't get you to breathe hard. I can't get you to do nothing. Yeah, y'all yeah, just yeah. silent, looking at me, waiting on me to do something. Yeah, I'm get your ass off stage. That's gotta be. I think I don't know. I can't specify what it was, but somebody was on stage, and I don't know if I was watching something or if it's even a story somebody else told me, but they said. Somebody was doing bad. They were having a bad set or a bad night or whatever. And they knew that they were having a bad night. Not only did they mention that, like, in their set while they were up on stage, <laughs> but they said, I'm not having a good night or whatever. I'm just going to call it quits now. They literally said something to that effect. Yeah. Like, on stage, I'm like, bro, that doesn't even sound like you know what you're doing, bro. I ain't going to stop Sometimes it's just the best way to get out. Like, <laughs> get out while you're ahead. Huh? Admit it. I mean, you admit it to them, to yourself, that you recognize this, <laughs> and I come back. Like, <laughs> mm. I'm uh, like a lot of people. They they be doing open mic and they'll bomb, and they go, you know what? I get the time back to the room. I'm out. Mm. I'm like, oh, okay. <laughs> that's, that's, just, that's, that's comedian talk. Like, yeah. I never would have thought that 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 was that verbiage was a thing. Yeah, I'm gonna right. get the time back to the room. Right, like, right, right. <laughs> so somebody else can get up here. So, have so one of the things that a lot of people deal with when they're on stage doing a comedy set is hecklers. Yeah. Have you ever been heckled? And if so, how did you handle it? Uh, there are so many different ways to deal with hecklers. Uh, it was so funny because this is dude named John Stage. We was talking before the open mic about hecklers. 
and he was like maybe number two on the list. Yeah. And there's this one girl who was just ready to heckle. Mm-hmm. And so like he was like, yo, I never deal with it. You know, Will, how you deal with it? And I told him how I, what I would do me personally is to me you got one or two options. Either full on address it or ignore it. Yeah. Because uh, if you half ass address it, they win. Yeah. If you if you let them get too deep into what they doing, they win. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. And if you ignore it, you, then you win. If you can address it properly and win the night, then you can do it. So uh, John, John Stage is up there. He's doing his thing. And he said something that she didn't agree with. And now she's yelling her opinion. And then she called herself a comic also. Oh, and wow. he, he goes, wait, what? What'd you say? And he goes, you know what? Wait till you get up here. I'm going to talk to your whole entire set. I can't fucking wait. And she said something else. He goes, you know what? I feel like I'm talking to a kid who's in trouble right now. You just need to shut the fuck up. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, that was the most perfect way he could have responded to that because, one, even though he let it be heard that she's talking, yeah, he addressed it and did it in a way that fits his humor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If yeah, you yeah. can't do that, then just don't say nothing. Yeah, just or, or something quick. I was doing a show and... Uh, was doing a show this was like my best set ever it was it just happened recently um so it was 12 comics going up it was a competition yeah and so the room was packed we packed the room out we couldn't even fit all the comics in there so the host was like no we're gonna split it six comics right now have a brief intermission and bring the next six out yeah i was part of the second six the first six they did their thing and they come out and they go man it's this couple in there they just fucking talking they talking 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 i'm like you know y'all address it yeah. Y'all ain't said nothing. Y'all just let them fucking talk. Yeah. I'm like, all right, bet. Wait till I get up there. <laughs> I can't wait, right? I get up there and um, they talking. Everybody just finished like clapping and stuff because I'm coming up. And I, I'm starting. I'm, the place is called my buddies. I go, my buddies, how's everybody doing? And I'm going through my thing and I can hear the host like going, shh, shh, shh. I'm like, hey, you ain't got to tell them to be quiet. I'm going to be funny regardless. Yeah. And I said that. Everybody went up. Everybody yeah. cracking up. Yeah, yeah, and yeah, it yeah. wasn't even meant to be something to shut them up I was just letting the people know whoever's paying attention you're gonna get a good show Yeah. if they not gonna pay attention fuck them yeah. type yeah, stuff yeah, yeah, and yeah. a lot of people was like oh that was you know one of the most memorable moments of the night because the people end up shutting up Yeah. I took their power away Yeah. your yeah, power yeah. you talking over there just distracting people is over with Yeah. cause I don't care talk it ain't for you I'm not doing comedy for you Yeah. and so they were quiet they listened to my set. They high five me at the end and shit. I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, see, man, y'all gotta either say something or nothing. Don't let them distract you. Right. Like, yeah. you got the mic. Yeah. Everybody's there looking at you, controlling. Yeah. But that's me. So you you've seen people give in to hecklers? Like, oh, like, oh, you can lose to a heckler very easily. Yeah. Because nine times out of ten, a heckler think they funnier than a person on stage. And yeah. so, so because the it sounds like the the heckler is trying to take away the power of the person that's on stage. Without being on stage, because they're scary. Right. Oh, yeah. They are afraid to get up on stage themselves. Yeah. So they heckle from the dark. Mm. That's what they do. They sit back there where people aren't looking at them, where all eyes are not on them. And it's it's easy to add a comment to a joke. It's easy, because I did the joke. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It's harder to come up with a joke. Right. Because when you go on stage, bro, it's a... Um, it's, it's, it's you. It's just you talking. There's no real back and forth. Yeah, you can do crowd work. Yeah, but that's a skill you have to build. Um, but for the most part, it's just you talking. Yeah, you're just talking. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, and it's a, it's a. Uh, I was gonna say choreographed, but it's a like a scripted 
for the most part, whatever yeah. the whatever the time of your set is. Yeah. So like it's like you said, like this back and forth we're having is like that's not what happens. <laughs> no, on stage. That's, that's not what happened. You you you're just talking. Right. It's a word for it. I forget. And I had forgot before <laughs> and remembered it and forgot again. <laughs> but you know how to recognize it. That's all yeah, that matters. Yeah. So it's, it's just you. And the hecklers are some of the most scariest people because they get to sit down and make comments on your joke. Yeah. It's easy to go, that wasn't funny. It's easy to go, or, or say if I, if I do a joke about work, uh, shoplifting, and they be like, you wouldn't catch me. And it's like, that's easy, bro. Yeah. Like, yeah, stop. Yeah. Stop. Yeah. I wish somebody would be like, oh, you wouldn't catch me. I'm like, you're right. The police will. The police, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's, you know what I'm saying? Like, I ain't going to say I'm good at comedy, but I'm I'm good at quick comebacks, too. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Growing up in a black household, we always roasting each other. You yeah. got you to gotta be able to come back some of the time. Yeah. You ain't got to be gold all the time, but a good comeback, you learn that. Yeah. And so, yeah, you could try to talk to my set, but I guarantee you I'm a win. Yeah. I got the microphone. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. The moment I decide to quit engaging you, it's over. You ain't got no more power. Yeah. I give you the power by talking to you. And nine times out of ten, if I'm gonna give you the power, then I already know I can one up you. Yeah. I'm not gonna make you part of my set. Oh. Now yeah. I'm gonna make you part of the whole entire set. Yeah. Anytime I say something about somebody being stupid, I point to you. <laughs> yeah. Like stupid people be crazy. Like <laughs> yeah. Like that's that's it. You know what I'm saying? Again, that's this is my humor. Yeah. Uh, other people might address it differently, but that's how I would do it. Yeah. Now, now, now you, now you my callbacks all night. Yeah, yeah, yeah. My yeah. whole entire oh. set, you my callback. Yeah. If you want to be a part of the show so bad, I'm going to oblige you. You know what? That's that's what it seems like when I when I hear people heckling, right? Because it's like we, if I'm if I'm at a comedy show, I'm to I'm here to see the comics. Right. I'm not here to hear what you have to say about the comics. Ain't nobody come to see you, Otis. Why, why, you know what I'm saying? I, I didn't come here to hear what you have to say about what the comic is saying while they're saying it. 100%. You know what I'm saying? 100%. So shut up. And, yeah. and um, I, I love, I remember one time I watched uh, Akash. Uh, he's on uh, Andrew Schultz podcast, uh, Flagrant 2. Okay. I watched, um, it was a video, like a six minute video or a 10 minute video, whatever, of him getting heckled. And he just destroyed the heckler, like it was it was absolutely hilarious. I'm like, that's how you do it, because <laughs> it sounds like the, the the goal of responding to a heckler or having a heckler, like you said, is either to ignore, right, or respond and win, right. Mm-hmm. So so if you just have a conversation back and forth or whatever, you lost, right. Sound like what you're saying. And, right? and, and it's in favor of you, the comic, because. You are the one ultimately in control of who gets to talk because uh, you have the microphone. And so I feel like addressing them is in your favor because, like I said, you can just choose to stop. Whenever they knock you off your off your spot, that's when they win. Yeah, It's hard for them to win because as a comic, I mean, let's keep it a buck. You should be expecting it a little bit. Yeah. Um, so, like, if they can fuck up your set, make you forget a joke, Make you look stupid on stage, and again, don't nobody know you fucking up until you say it. Like, yeah. so if he fuck you up, tell another joke then. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Pick something else. Like, yeah. don't get up that. Uh, uh. Oh, look, he done made me forget. Oh no, you lost. That's, you lose. That's, yeah, that sounds like a admitted a admittance of loss. Yeah, like. that's you accepted defeat. You yeah, you let them <laughs> yeah. win. 
Now get your ass off stage. (laughs) (laughs) So, um, how often, like, when you go to these uh, sets or whatever, like, when you go to these different uh, events and venues where they have comedians, Mm -hmm. like, is there, like, some sort of, like, how do they choose who goes at what time? Like, at least in a regular setting. Um... in a regular setting, it depends. It depends because typically the hairliners pick first before the show is put together. Yeah. They already know who hairlining, and then um, it, it varies because I've been first on some shows. Yeah, I didn't hairline the show. You was there my first hairline gig. Um, like it, it, it all depends. Typically, typically, it's not always. It's barely over fifty percent. Yeah, weakest to strongest when it comes to comics. Yeah, so whoever that put the, the producer think is the weaker comic they tend to go first yeah that's why they have a small amount of time they have to feel and the stronger comics get more time right typically that's what it is now it, it's it with you mentioning that that the first thing the image that popped up in my head was barbershop I think it was number two 100% when Keenan Thompson was in there he was Bernard I think yeah or Kennard like and he was in the front of the barbershop. Of the barbershop. Right. And no, nobody wanted to sit in his chair because he was new. Mm-hmm. Nobody knew how he cut or whatever. But yeah, that, I could see that. And all the season was in the back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All the, um, uh, Ice Cube's character yeah. was in the back. Was in the back. He's yeah. the most seasoned barber there. Well, yeah, one yeah. of the most seasoned barbers. The one of the more renowned because you know, who's to say he's a better barber because he's been doing it longer. Right. Like, you know how to cut in the right. way that you cut. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Uh, so have you ever met any of the people that you see like as great comics that are still with us? Uh, Damon, because he's you know, he's very part of you know Southside culture. So I was the only person so far. Uh, like I said, I'm only in year three. I'm still trying to figure out who I am completely as a comic. Yeah. Like yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, I think every big name comic, if you watch any of their interviews, they always say this: however many years you've been doing comedy is how old you are in comedy. Mm. So I'm three. Yeah, two and a half. <laughs> yeah, two and a half. Two and a half, three years old. Yeah, so I'm still a baby. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so have you ever gotten like a standing ovation? I I just had my first standing ovation. The show I was telling you about when they split, and I didn't even notice that I had to stand it up. Yeah, I did my set, bro. It came out perfect. Cause once once I set the tone by telling them people to. Like, oh, you ain't got to shush them. I'm going to be funny regardless. Yeah. Everybody tuned in. Everybody's zoned in. I'm doing my jokes. People laughing at the right point. They're laughing at the right parts. Uh, I had a couple of laugh breaks where a laugh break is where basically where I can't speak because everybody's laughing so loud. That sounds accurate. Yeah. Yeah. So I had a few laugh breaks in there where I'm like trying to speak, but people's laughing. That's what you want. You want stuff like that to happen. Yeah. So I had a few laugh breaks. Was going crazy. All my jokes hit. And I did my last joke, and I was like, "All right, y'all, I'm Will Hill. I'm out." And there was another dude uh, named Dario. Uh, he was there, and I, I didn't, I didn't even notice then. No, I, I did my thing, walked off stage. He said, "I chucked the deuces and faded off into the darkness," and like, people just started clapping and standing yeah. up. Like I didn't, even, I just went back to my seat. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like yeah. I ain't there, Kevin Hart. Okay, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> I did my time. Yeah. I signed off and went yeah. to the sound. And Dario, he told me, he was like, man, people stood up yeah. when you finished. And he was like, that was your best fucking saying. Like, Every time you do comedy, you do that shit like that. Yeah. I'm like, all right. 
Alright. You said you faded into the darkness. Like, did you just hold it up and just walk backwards? <laughs> like, I mean, we're kind of back into the right. That's what my seat was. I'm like, alright, y'all, I'm Will Hill. And like, I just went yeah. to my seat. Yeah. <laughs> but I, like, me personally, I've done a little bit of theater and you're not supposed to turn your back to the audience. Mm. So when I went back to my seat, I don't turn my back. Yeah. I side. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I don't know. This is just something I picked up and this is something I keep with me. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so what, what actually, going back, I should have asked this first, but what what made you get into comedy? Like, what made you, like, you know what? I want to try this. Uh, my best friend to tell you, he's been telling me for years. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, the reason I did it, be, well, I took the step towards it. Uh, I'm one of the people, whenever I go to like a party or an event or something, one of my major goals when I walk out there is for people to go, oh, they might not read my name. Oh, that dude, that big dude, hey, he funny as hell. He was cool as hell. Yeah. Well, Will cool as hell. Like, yeah. you ain't never got to talk to me again, but that was my goal, to pretty much touch everybody, have a conversation with everybody. Yeah. I mean, by touch, verbally. Yeah. Hands <laughs> off. <laughs> make, an, make an impact. Right. Make an impact with everybody, yeah. even in small circles. But at, at any party, you can find me telling the story. Yeah. I'm somewhere with a group of people in front of me, and I'm telling a story. Yeah. So, like... Uh, my best friend, you know, helped me realize that's what was part of my personality trait. He's like, you should do comedy. I'm like, all right, bet. I'm going to try it. I'm going to see what's up. Yeah. And I hear a lot of people that be like, oh, it took me a long time to go do comedy. Uh, I went to the comedy club five times before I went up. That wasn't me. I, I can tell you right now, my first set was that most definitely not my best set. But yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I had some jokes that I was, you know, ready to go with. And um, I went up to Riddles, the street from my house, and I did what I did my five minutes. Yeah. Uh, hung around a little bit, uh, and that was it. Like yeah. it was not a big splash for me, not memorable. Yeah. Like, <laughs> so, so what made you keep going? Like you said, your first set wasn't your best set, but um, you, you don't. It doesn't seem like you got booed or anything. So, no, uh, Riddles is a pretty decent place, especially for like first time comics. I get a lot of first time comics come through there, so I try to make sure that they first set they get a lot of love. I'm like, hey, y'all, clap it up. This is this person first time. Yeah, you know. Let's see what they got. So, oh, so you like the the host? Yeah, I host on Mondays. Okay, yeah. okay, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. I bring up each and every comic. Uh, let everybody know. You know, when I'm the one that get people to like, let them know they got a minute left. So I will run that. The show don't go unless I'm there. You know yeah, what I'm yeah, yeah. So uh, I try to make sure people first time is as welcoming as possible. I know how daunting that first time can really be. Even though for me it wasn't the case, but I understand. Mm-hmm. Right, getting in front of people, and a lot of first time when they get up stage, they get on stage and go, "Man, these lights really are bright." It's like, oh, no. <laughs> oh, no. It's, it's part of it. It's, it's, yeah, it is. It's like it is. the that's like the telltale sign, right? Right. Yeah. 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 Man, oh fuck, these lights really, really are. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Everybody don't say that shit for nothing. Right. Right. <laughs> yeah. Like, think, you think people just just decide? All right, all right, guys, we're gonna say the lights are really bright. All of us. All of us. Like, nah, nah. They say that because. They're kind of inexperienced in that field. Yeah, it, it is. No, you get up there, you, you really can't. It take a while for your eyes to adjust. Like, yeah, so you can't see because after a while, I can see. Like you see people in the back. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I, I haven't done like a huge arena or nothing. So yeah, it's usually smaller, intimate like rooms. Like I can, I can see y'all. Yeah. Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So what? What's the longest set you ever did? Was it just thirty minutes with your headline? Yeah, that that thirty minute set you seen me do. Okay, that was the longest okay. set I did. And that shit felt every bit of 30 minutes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I was physically tired. Yeah. Yeah. Because you know what's crazy is um, um, it didn't feel like 30 minutes. 
Um, at the time, it didn't really feel like 30 minutes. Uh, but when I got to the end, because before that, shit, the longest I done was like maybe 12. Yeah. Oh, okay. So okay. I went from 12 minutes to 430. Jeez. So like, I mean, I was ready. I was prepared. You know, my material was there. I could have kept going. Yeah. Um, but I was told I was doing 30 minutes, so I didn't want to be rude. Yeah. To, to do 30 minutes. But, um. I was tired. Like yeah. when I finished, yeah. it was like one. It was like, whew, wet off my shoulders. I did this shit. Yeah. I had people engaged and laughing the whole entire time. Yeah, wasn't no real dead space. Like yeah. I did it. And but like I was like I was tired. The whole I'm not. I'm big. I'm not jumping around. <laughs> yeah. But there there is some motion. You know what I'm saying? And then like thinking you were constantly thinking. Yeah. All right, this joke is working. Let me put a little bit more on that. Yeah, this joke ain't working. Let me take a little bit off that. Yeah, and so oh, then like to remember a thirty minute set. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. That's some shit. And I, I ain't gonna lie, I, I was in. I didn't fully prepare for remembering everything. Yeah. So like, I'd be towards the end of a joke, and I'm like, fuck, fuck, fuck. What was fuck, it? Fuck, <laughs> fuck, fuck. What's the next? Fuck. <laughs> Fuck, which one did I do? Okay, boom. All right, boom. And now I'm rolling to the next one. Right, yeah. Then again, got to the end. I'm like, fuck, fuck, what's next? And I and I'm having this thought the whole entire time while I'm still telling the joke. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> it's gotta take a, a a certain level of mental capability oh, yeah. to do that. To be able to like say th- first of all, you're thinking about what you're saying. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, you're also thinking about what comes next. Then you're also thinking about what's hit like what's, how is it being taken? Right. <laughs> like then then I uh, I was thinking about one time when I uh, I think it was Bernie Mac during the Kings of Comedy time. Um he or was it Steve Harvey talking about Bernie Mac? One of them. He said like he they they're on tour, right? So they hear each other set all the right. time. But it was like they would still laugh like crazy. At each other's set because they was they know their set so well mm-hmm. that they'd be able to mix and match certain things. Mm-hmm. Right, so I'm like, man, that's got to be crazy to be able to to know your set so well that you can mix it up. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? You can tell the joke out of place and it still comes off as one long cohesive joke. Right, right. Just like what it's kind of like a callback. Yeah, right. Like uh-huh. mi- mixing up a callback. Yeah. So, like man, I. That's, <laughs> that's crazy because you remembering. Like now, imagine I'm thinking about when people have the hour-long sets yeah. on, uh, like Netflix. Netflix, yeah. That's an hour of remembering, like word for word, what you've written. I don't, I don't, I don't write my jokes word for word. Uh, basically, what I learned is called premise writing. That's what I do. Okay. I just write down pretty much the topic and parts of the story I want to tell. Mm. So I don't have to remember verbatim. Because it's gonna it's gonna come out different each and every time. Right. I'm gonna change the inflection of certain words at certain points because this is the demographic that I'm in. Yeah. Um, like you said, I could mix up the story just a little bit, just turn it. Again, I'm still fairly new to comedy. Yes. Yeah. This, this is my process. I'm yeah. pretty sure people who've done hour long sets have, have a different process to remember and they stuff. But I just got my premises. Like, so like if I got five in a set, typically like three jokes. Typically, and they they's not in depth. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's, it's real quick. Like, so I got a joke about sneezing. I got a joke about um, a joke about my sister's birthday. Then I got a joke about work. Yeah. So in my little notebook, I put like sneezing, birthday, 
Home Depot. Yeah. Like, <laughs> you, want, you want me to edit that out? No. Nah, just said the name of it. <laughs> you can look, you ain't gonna find me. <laughs> okay, all right. So, those, those, those are my three. Man, like, boom. So, like, I'm gonna stay. All I gotta do is remember those three things. Yeah. So, I remember those three things. I'm good. Like, so, you know, you know what you wrote down. Right. right. Oh, okay. I, I know okay. what the story is. Right. The title. Right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> have you ever seen. Okay, so, so we know in rap, some people have ghostwriters. Mm hmm. Is there such thing in co- like that in comedy? Yes. It's kind of. It sounds kind of like a rhetorical question, but it was. Yes. No. There. There. There are comedy writers. Uh-huh. <laughs> have you Have you ever witnessed that happen? Uh like somebody used a joke somebody else written for them. Yeah. Like like for instance, I'm a comedian, or I'm the person that's on stage, but whatever I'm saying is what you wrote for me. Um. No. Not 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 in full. I've seen people go, "Oh, you should put that in a joke," and then they incorporate it into a joke. Mm. I've seen somebody go, "Talk about this. This this is what's funny." Right. And they go, "Do I haven't seen it, but it happens." Yeah, because I I, for, I forget what comedian it was, but it was a guy that he will he's he himself was an established comedian, mm. right? Like he's a big name comedian, but he went he would go to comedy clubs. And listen to other people's sets, mm-hmm. and take that set. Oh, Carlos Messina. What are you talking about? I don't know. Did Joe be. Rogan called him out. I think so. Yeah, Carlos I think Messina. So. I'm like, jeez, like. Oh no, joke, joke thieves are real. Joke thieves are real. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I heard somebody say, "Ain't nobody got a better memory than a joke thief." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like yeah. they they real, and in a comedy group, and like the pages on Facebook and stuff like that. You see all the time people getting accused of taking somebody's joke. Yeah. And um, one girl I had on my podcast, Ali K, this dude took her joke and she approached him. He apologized. Mm. But I'm like, how you just up and say sorry for taking somebody's joke? Like, <laughs> it's, it's really like, what can really come from that? Like, what can what can happen? Nothing. Like, you can't copyright the joke. Mm. So people can steal your joke and nothing can, like, nothing legal can happen. Hmm. So it ain't nothing you can really do. So like that's why um, you just own it. You know what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah, if it's yeah. yours, it's yours. People have heard you do it. Yeah. And then it becomes a battle who said it first. Right. And then right. like that's, that's that's just messy. I hope I never get involved in a situation like that. Yeah. So we know that there's oh, I I'd say actually before I ask that question, um, bro, did you know that there's websites for people to like Pay for somebody to ghostwrite comedy for them. Yeah, same thing with rap. There's websites for rap. Yeah, I didn't know that. Man, you can buy a whole song. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> a whole, wow. whole rap style. Like you can put in what you want. Like the type of rap style. Like all right, I want a Drake type song. Yeah. But like a faster type style. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they will write you a, a rap. Yeah, and I've seen this this one website. It was like, um, geez, I forget what the name of it was. It was like. Get book ghostbookwriters.org or something like that. Mm. But I they, they they had like a a discount sale or something <laughs> like that, bro. It was like it was like eighty five percent off of whatever whatever it is that they offer. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> is that serious, bro? Like, if you got to do all that, then you don't just don't do it. You know what I'm saying? Like, uh, I don't know. see. It's to me, it's like when you think about music. Uh, some people are great songwriters. That'll make them a great singer. People who write Beyonce stuff, 
that don't mean they could sing it like her. Right, right. I mean, because we all know Neo wrote some of her stuff. Yeah. He wrote, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. what, Irreplaceable? Yeah. Oh, I didn't know. I knew he wrote for her. I didn't know what song it was. Yeah, he wrote Irreplaceable. To the left, to the yeah, left. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He yeah. wrote that. Yeah. And so, like, I mean, it's not obviously not a song he could have sung. Right. You know what I'm saying? So, she sung it. So, same thing with jokes. One of my old coworkers, uh, he was the lieutenant. He's a fan of comedy, but he don't want to go on stage. So, he always try to write jokes for me. Mm. I'd be like, yo, Mike, just go on stage and do it. Yeah. Like, I'll go with you. Yeah, yeah. Go on stage and do it. But he, his, his, I mean, his humor is like dad jokes, but yeah. it's funny. I, there's most definitely a place in comedy for it. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, yeah, I can see him writing for somebody. Yeah, he, he he got the capability. He just don't want to be on stage. The mm. stage presence is something. That's that guys that, don't. That make all. That make a lot of difference in the in the joke that you're trying to make. That you're right. trying to you know get off. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that to make a whole lot. So what what you, we we know just like music. There's in movies. There's different genres of comedy. Mm-hmm. What would you say your genre is or your style? Uh, I want to say more storytelling. Okay. Uh. Cause I only really know like two, three different genres. You got like one-liners, dark humor. Then you got like storytelling, like just the slapstick stuff. People who who use like gags and stuff. Like yeah, like props, like Chris um, Rock. What do you mean? <laughs> like 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 one-liners. Yeah, yeah. He got one-liners. Um, those are the only ones I really know. I don't I don't know all the other sub ones. I don't. Yeah, 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 yeah. Because I, I seen when it was like it was like romantic comedy, then it was like tragic comedy. So that's what I'm saying. Like, like there, there's people that make jokes about themselves. I don't know what they would call that self-deprecating comedy. Maybe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, uh, I don't know, man. Uh, more storytelling, but yeah. it's more observationalist. Yeah, it's kind of stuff that I've seen and how I see it. Yeah, like. Then you can see the same thing. I can describe it differently. I yeah. tell people all the time, don't get caught in no situation with me because I got to live because I can tell a story the best. So yeah. like, <laughs> you got to go. Yeah. Don't look for me to save you. I got to tell a story. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> oh, okay. Okay, because um, I, I, that's the style. Those uh, storytelling and like one-liners are my two favorite styles yeah. in particular. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, some people do that self-deprecating. That's fine, you know. Um, but just the one like like when Chris Rock said at the Oscars, um, he said Jada Pinkett trying to boycott the Oscars is like me trying to boycott Rihanna's panties. Right. I wasn't invited. You know what I'm saying? So you see what I'm saying? Like yeah, that, that's a wild idea. Yeah, so yeah. I, I like that. That was that was super clever, you know what yeah. I'm saying? So we thought about that. But um yeah, bro, that's I, I, I love comedy and okay, so I had it we gotta talk about it. You gotta talk about it, bro. You gotta talk about it. So we, I know we touched on it. Uh, this first situation on the podcast before, right? Brief synopsis, since this is so old and it, we talked about it a whole lot already. Your thoughts from a comedic comedic standpoint of the Chris Rock smack? Um, it was it was funny. It didn't. I I don't sticks and stones. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Words should never make you. Put hands on somebody. Yeah, this point make period comedy or not. Like you shouldn't be that worked up. Like, yeah, you could choose to ignore it. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So words should never make you uh, turn violent. Uh, I don't know for a long time, man. Shit, even right now, I kind of think it was still staged. It was just, it was just 
so unnecessary for the words. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. It wasn't nothing. So for him to act that way, and then there's so many like different cuts and edits of them laughing at it. Yeah. And it's like, yeah. so what was what was the deal? You know, one thing that was pointed out to me, and shouts to Jay every day, he actually pointed this out to me. You know, he, the, the 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 joke that he made was the, in reference to G.I. Jane, right? Right. You know when G.I. Jane came out? No. In August. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, so now, I don't know if Chris Rock really thought that deep into the joke. I'm telling you right now, if he did, he'd have said it. If he did, it, it would have been said. This will not be some secret. Right. That's how his jokes go. That's how jokes at the Oscars go. Yeah. They yeah. they go deep and go at people all the time. Yeah. Like, so don't 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 tell me like this is some big thing and he didn't say that. Yeah. Like, nah. Plus, I'm pretty sure Will Smith did hard every joke about August. There's no way he hasn't. Like, heard it all. Fucking entanglement. That's I'm I'm never cheating again. I'm getting entanglements. Right. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so that was situation one. I wanted to get your standpoint on situation two. From a comedic standpoint, the T.I. situation, snatching the mic out of the girl's hand and all that. Oh, that shit was bitch-made. Excuse my French. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. That was... It's not... You can tell he's not from comedy. That's You know what I'm saying? Right, right. Because, like, one, it was open mic. Okay, this is what I heard that he did, like, 45 minutes at this open mic. Mm. Open mic's five minutes. Mm. Maybe maybe 10 max. Yeah. So for you to go out there and do 45, you disrespected the room. One. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? That's homegirl room. She run that shit. You, you disrespected her room. Yeah. Two, you can't even take a joke, my guy. Yeah. But you want to tell him? Yeah. Come on. Come on. Come on, G. Right. You can't take a joke about yourself. Yeah. She didn't say nothing new. We knew you had these. You and your wife had these allegations. Yeah, it was all over shade room. Yeah, like don't don't tell me that she just made some stuff up about you, and she didn't say you did it, and she's within her First Amendment right to say that you did it. Yeah, you as a quote unquote comedian should be able to take it. Right, point bank period. So, I from from what I understand, from what I've been hearing, he's not even one year old in the comedy world. Oh, I heard he's been doing some work. I also heard the same thing, but I thought that was like his first few times, but it wasn't. Apparently, he's have been hitting some comedy clubs, but see, he missed an integral part of comedy that he got with music, that grind. Yeah. Right? Yeah, yeah, when, yeah, when yeah, he, yeah. When he started doing music, he wasn't selling out nothing. Yeah. You had to jump on the shows, do your one song, get off stage. Yeah, you know yeah, what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he got that grind through music, but not through comedy, and he's losing a lot of respect for comics who have to do that. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Because if I did comedy now all of a sudden I'm trending in music and you know what I'm saying yeah, yeah, musicians yeah. gonna feel a certain type of way so don't, yeah. don't don't try to act like you know comics can't feel a certain type of way because our grind is a little bit different like, yeah we gotta work every time you could do one song bro one song for the rest of your life yeah yeah <laughs> the Commodore is still touring yeah <laughs> yeah for the rest of your you could do one song one song really well they, they got um a tour for uh, One Hit Wonders. Yeah, yeah. Uh, music Soul Child. Yeah. Yeah, the, like Music like he, Soul Child. He got though. That, but that. this is the thing. This is the thing. He said himself. I watched the interview. He said he could he do like So Beautiful. Yeah. He do Love, like the, the three or four major songs that he did. Yeah. 
he try to he try to fix in another one. They boo him. Yeah. Until he goes back <laughs> and does a song, song that everybody knows. So that's deep. Yeah, but um, yeah, that's that's you you approached it from the standpoint that I was about the point I was about to make. Yeah. I think he went into the comedy world from the mindset of I'm Ti, so people are gonna listen to what I have to I say. I mean, they buy the tickets. He he sell out wherever he get booked. Really, but. Everybody always leave out that he does two, three songs at the end. Uh, <laughs> so, oh, so he, he does the comedy and then do like a little mini concert. He's using the cheat code. Yeah, people leave that out all the time. I'm like, why are people buying it? Look, bro, I think people want to. People are intrigued. Yeah, he is, you know, a celebrity. So yeah, I think people are intrigued, are you know, are going to go pay see him. It's the same thing with uh, the social medias, people on the internet who are funny on the internet, and now they try to branch out into stand up. Bro, they got a following, and people will come see them. Yeah. Who said you gonna be good? Right, exactly. I seen, I seen that with, I seen that with Desi Banks, bro. Yeah, with Desi Banks. Yeah. Go ahead. I can see that battery down. The swap. Bro. Yeah. No, that shit. That shit. Right, I seen Desi Banks was uh, like he was trying to do a, he was trying to do a stand up thing, right? Because he he was trying to go from go from uh, social media social media comedian, which you have time to prepare for, right? Yeah, you, you got time to sit back, right? You know what I'm saying? Like if you want to make a five minute video, you can take you can take a whole thirty days to make that five minute video if you want to, but putting together a set, stand up. Comedy, like no, I seen, I seen, I never forget. He was, um, it was, an, I think it was a sold out room. It looked like it was a lot of people in there. He made a joke, absolute silence. That's the worst. Absolute silence, bro. I was like, what the heck? Like this, this is, this is actually kind of embarrassing. <laughs> but yeah, bro, it's a, it's a whole different world. And I think Ti was going in the world, going into the comedy world. Off of Ti the musician and Ti the rapper, and not Ti the comedian. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like this, it's it's two different diasporas. It's two different approaches to the situation. So, yeah, I don't I don't think he was. I don't. don't, He he's still young. He's still young. I I listened to that that set where he got booed, and it was like, yeah, like I I can he he has potential. I think. Uh, Desi Banks. Ti. Oh, Ti. Maybe, maybe. I, I I think he kind of fucked himself over. Um, by the way, he handled that situation with the young lady. Yeah. Um, made himself look real bad and real. I feel like real comedy promoters ain't go book him. Hmm. They think they're not gonna. Hmm. I, th- I don't get me wrong. A club will book him to get paid. But again, what is it if you don't have the respect of your peers? Mm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. What what is it? Yeah, you can't even talk to nobody about it because nobody respects you. Yeah, <laughs> it's hard to continue doing something that way. You know what? You know what I think about with that? I think about the people, like actors or actresses, where they've lost jobs, like Monique in particular. Mm-hmm. She's she's notorious for having the reputation of as being difficult to work. Difficult with. to work with. That's the yeah. phrase I was looking for. So now, all these all these other promoters, all these people who are you know trying to get a comedian in their club, 
they're going to be hesitant to book T.I. because is he going to do that here? Right. I don't think he. I don't, I don't know. I don't think he cares. I don't think he thought about that. You know what I'm saying? I don't. Blah blah. blah. From yeah, because he get paid. He's still in. You know, tickets and money talk. Oh uh, yeah, yeah. You're right. Yeah, yeah. So as long as people coming to CTIs, they only waiting to the end so he can do some music, do two songs. That's what it is. That's cheesy though. You think that? Because like the the joke he did where um they booed him right about the bathroom. Yeah, it wasn't. I didn't think it was funny. I get where he was coming from, but like, since since he's already a celebrity, he has a certain personality, and that shit's weird. Right? You talking about hoes and you married? Mm. You talking mm. about girl go to the bathroom and you tell her this one got the heated seats? You, you lost me there. Who the mm. fuck cares about a bathroom with heated seats? Mm. I'm not that rich. I don't know no toilets with heated seats. Like, well, honestly, if I sit on the toilet, it's a little warm. I'm gonna look concerned. Right. <laughs> somebody uh, just got off of this. Somebody booty on here. Like, I don't want to buy your booty heat. I wait till it cool off. <laughs> I don't. I don't know. So, like, again, this is me personally. He lost me right there. I don't care about no heated seats. And then she go in there and go, those ain't heated seats. Oh, she nasty. She for the streets. That's your personal, your dig, man. Yeah. Again, we know you. You you can't, like, go so off-kilter that way and talk about hoes and you and your wife got allegations. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) And you know what? what, what, Well, he might not. Well, is that case already over? Do you know? I'm not sure. I'm not sure sure if it's over. Because I I just, like, I think... One thing that he could he could use as a weapon, if he can talk about it, is the case, because he's going through it, right? Yeah, yeah I mean, yeah, talk about what you're going through. But again, that's that's how we feel. Mm. That's what we enjoy. You know, people talking about what they're going through. Something, I guess, somewhat relatable. Yeah. Um, I mean, because relatability for me is huge when it comes to comics. That's mm. why. I, I mean, I think Kevin Hart kind of outgrew me in that sense because. I can't relate to his richness no more. Yeah, bro. In all all straight up, in all honesty, bro, I can count on one hand how many times I've laughed at Kevin Hart. Straight (laughs) up. Some of his older stuff was hilarious, though. Maybe I need to watch that, but the stuff that he's had in theaters, the stuff that he's had in theaters, I've seen, and I was, you know, the first 15 minutes, they have them walking up to the stage preparing for the show and all that, which is, I don't know why. Like, what's the point in that? But the 45 minutes or whatever it is when they're actually on stage, I'm like, just staring at them, staring at them straight face. But, oh, hmm. But, okay. So, most recent situation, Dave Chappelle and the person that ran up on stage, and I don't know if they actually tackled him or tried to tackle him. They tried to tackle him. They- I mean, it looked like he hit the ground a little bit. It was a good, good sweep. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, what what'd you think of that from a comedian standpoint? Uh, I think that's how the first situation should have went. <laughs> <laughs> you run up, get done up. Right, right, right. <laughs> uh, I don't, I don't know, man. I think the motives are so, so different mm. that we almost cannot compare the two. Um. Because a lot of people talk about comic, people run up on stage at comics. It's because of the joke, like the first situation with Chris Rock and Will Smith. Yeah, a joke caused him to run up there. 
Yeah. We don't really know the motives behind the dude with Dave Chappelle. Uh, are people speculating that he was with the LGBTQIA plus community? We say alphabet community around here. So yeah, I mean, good. you know, that's derogatory. I don't think so. They don't like it. That's. I mean, I get it, but they, <laughs> they, I, I don't mean it derogatory when I say it. But I'm not about to say LGBTQIA plus every just, single you know, time. The, the way I the way I address it, I say one time, and then from then on, I just say the community. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, and I, and I get that. Cause I don't see why they. Why, I'm not them, so I guess I can't see it. But they. <laughs> I just I'm just not about to say LGBTQIA plus every single time, and I don't, I hope I hope this don't get demonetized by YouTube by saying that. But I just it's just come on, man. Like you can't control other people's speech. Man. No, a hundred percent. But I guess as a comic, I'm kind of trained in a little, a little bit. Uh, so like I said, I'm, I said it once, and from here on out. Yeah, it's the community. Uh, yeah, so people are speculating that he was from the community trying to attack Dave Chappelle for the community, and if that's the case, then then we really can't compare it to. He did that out of protest, not really out of the joke hurting his feelings. Mm. But wasn't wasn't Dave Chappelle under fire because his jokes upset the community? Yeah, or but not him personally. Usually, people run up on stage because it's personal or felt personal. Mm. He did that again to me out of protest for the community. Look what I did for us guys. Type right, stuff. right. Not like your jokes hurt me, so I'm gonna hurt you. Yeah, that's that's not the case. Uh, man, it's in my opinion. I don't, I don't. Just, but your your first point about Will Smith and Chris Rock, I applied to this situation. Like, okay, cool. They're, okay. I'll ask this question. Mm-hmm. I'm sure that this person heard Dave Chappelle's previous uh, thoughts on, you know. Maybe. Maybe. You know, I, I have the people in the community say they refuse to watch it because what somebody else told them, he said. Okay. So, you know what he said. Whether you watched it or you heard about it. Yeah. Why are you there? Out of protest. He went there solely to to do that, I guess, I'm guessing. Mm. I mean, you still have to pay the ticket to right? <laughs> to get in there or whatever, but you, you do that out of protest. Again, look what I did for us. Great. Great. <laughs> yeah. Look look what You know what I'm saying? Like look look what I did for us. You hey, know what I'm saying? Like was it, it was worth it, bro? And that's and that's what I'm saying. And that's why like when it comes to that, like you're trying to control people's speech. Like like Yeah. No, that's uh I guess at a, a much deeper level, the whole community wants the world to revolve around them. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. You know, you you want all these extra things out of life, and it's like, okay, that's that's fine. Just, uh, I personally think all the stuff the community is doing uh, has to be concentrated towards the younger generation. Elaborate on that. So they say all these things, all these pronouns. We're not going to change, right? We, we are late twenties, early thirties. Oh, okay. We're not going to change. Yeah. So yeah. no, because we our brain is already developed to how we think and how we're going to address people. For the most part, it's not going to change. Yeah. Um, so to me, it, it has to be geared 
towards younger minds. Yeah. People still growing, people still learning how to address people and controlling, I don't want to say controlling, but putting it in their head, you know, this is how you should address people in the community. Yeah. So, like, that's the only way I can really think about it. That it has to be geared towards them. It cannot be geared towards me because I'm not going to change. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've, I've, I've already grown with a certain respect to people. Yeah. I'm not I'm not willing, uh, I guess, to make the extra room. Don't get me wrong. I won't disrespect nobody. Yeah, exactly. And that's what I, like, I don't mean disrespect when I say the alphabet community. Yeah. But, like, why, how, how is that? I, I can't. I don't know, man, because like they, I don't know why people always want to equate everything to the N word, but that's that's how they feel, right? And I I respect it in that sense. You know, be called alphabet community because to me it it waters down who they are. I get it. I can understand that. Just calling out the alphabet. No, there's each letter meant to stand for something. Okay, that's fine. I understand that. Yeah, and it's like. I don't know. I this is just something I understand. Yeah, I get it. It's fine. I won't call y'all the alphabet community. I get it. You don't want to be called that as a whole. I can. I can. I can do that for you. <laughs> because to me, I'm doing it for all, not just one segment of the community. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. Yeah, I'm yeah. not. I'm not doing zers. I'm sorry. I'm not. The furthest I go is them day. Me personally. What do you mean? Cause you no, know, they, they got pronouns. Yeah, yeah, Zers, yeah. Zer. Yeah, X X I R or something like that. I that's new to me. Yeah, it's it's so many. It's a new pronoun every week. It's yeah, not, they I'm, drop they drop like Jordan. I just like, <laughs> <laughs> I get more and more confused as this as this progresses because it's like as time progresses, more and more is being added on to yeah. it. You know what I'm saying? So there's no one definitive way, at least one generally definitive way. Right. I'm talking about majority, like 51% agreement way to address it. And it's like, okay, now then what sooner or later then the the term the community is gonna be like the N-word to them. So, so it's like like I just thought about something. So do you prefer to be called black or African American? I prefer to be called spaces. <laughs> when it comes to your ethnic communities. Uh in all honesty, even. Hmm. Oh, what do you prefer? Neither, to be straight. If I had to choose one, I guess. No, what would you choose? Okay, so the if way somebody I, asks your ethnicity, you say black, African American. Oh, I'm from uh, Kenya. <laughs> I don't know. So, okay, let me. I guess I would. It would be black, right? Because. I'm from America, right? From I'm from America first, and the way I is the way I understand it, because somebody's I know somebody's gonna crucify me in the comments sooner or later. But well, I welcome it. Uh, come come crucify me. This is a topic I talk heavily on all the time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, I I'll, I'll, I'll most <laughs> most publicity is good publicity. I'm not gonna say all. I'm not gonna say all. But in order for somebody to be, in order for somebody's. Uh, what nationality to be hyphenated they have to originally be from somewhere else right? that's the way I understand it you have to have travel from one place to another right so by that definition I don't I don't define myself as African American because I'm not originally from Africa right my mom isn't originally from Africa my grandmother isn't originally from Africa right so I would say black right so, I mean that's that's how I feel 
I feel like um, I, I'll say black because I, I really don't again identify as African American. Right. Um, they did their best to make sure that we're not Americans. Right. 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 <laughs> we were three fifths, uh, you know, yeah. of, of a person. Uh, we went through all that, so like I find it hard pressed to be an African American. And like you said, I've never never been to Africa. I, yeah. I can't trace my roots back there. So like everybody else who's not from here could trace their roots from somewhere else because it wasn't a race. That's a whole different conversation. Yeah. Because we're not having. I asked a question to be you know to on the same thing. Yeah. If they ask, you know, what I'm saying. Oh, what are you? And you go, oh, I'm black. I want to be referred as a black male. You yeah. know what I'm saying? And they go, no, nah, I'm going to call you African-American. It means the same shit, kind of. Yeah. <laughs> but it's, that's not what I prefer. Right. You know what I'm saying? Same thing with alphabet community yeah. and LGBTQIA+. Yeah. That's how, how I equate it to me. So that's I guess that's how I can understand it. Don't get me yeah. wrong. I understand Ethnic background and sexuality is two totally different things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. But yeah. if y'all want to be dressed as a whole, this is you guys together, majority or whatever. Yeah, that's how y'all want to be addressed. I can get down with that. That's fine. I, and I, I get it. Like I, I definitely get your point. And I'm not necessarily opposed to saying just the community. I just don't. I also don't see anything wrong with saying the. Uh, now you got me feeling like I need to say the community. <laughs> I mean, that's this is how I do it. Yeah, that's how I rationalize it. That's how I make it work. To me, that's how I make it work for everybody. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. All right, I I give you the one. You know what I'm saying? To me, it's like in any narrative where you could go, oh, this is spaces. From now on, I'm just gonna say host a no key. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So yeah. once I acknowledge it originally, yeah. then I go, okay. This is what I mean when I say this. Yeah. And there hasn't been a lot of people saying, no, we don't like that. You know, so I've seen people say, I don't know nobody personally, be like, oh, we don't like the alphabet community. But yeah. I've seen it around. I've heard people say it before and all over the internet. So I go, okay. Okay. So, <laughs> and, and, and this is the way I see it, right? Like, uh, on, on top of that as well. Um, <laughs> you know, you get a certain certain level of special treatment, right? <laughs> I, I'm, you want to be you want to be seen as equal in society. Yeah. Then I'm going to treat you as equal in society. I'm not going to disrespect you. I don't disrespect anybody. Right. But you you can't control what I say by coding it with disrespect when it's not like there's like in one hand you can't tell people what they find dis- what is and isn't disrespectful but there is a general consensus on what you can't what is and isn't disrespectful right like like uh, hmm. <laughs> like I don't I don't I don't see anything wrong I mean maybe somebody give me some insight that's in the you know the community the alphabet community on why that is I mean I'm, I'm pretty sure they'll say that your explanation was spot on, or maybe not. Well, I'm not in the. I'm not in the community. I don't know. Yeah, it's just this is how I rationalize it. Yeah, and and I love rationalizing stuff, yeah. right? Because that's how you make sense of stuff to me, right? <laughs> that's how you make sense of stuff. Like, okay, I see it, right? right? Because, but see, this is the thing, right? I don't. I don't want you to refer to me based upon my background. One hundred percent. I get what you're saying. I want you to refer to me as my name. As my name. <laughs> as my name. So I give. I, that's how I expect it. So I give people that same respect. Right. And I won't. I won't name shame you. Whatever your name is. 
I'm gonna call you that. Right. Whatever you tell me. Right. Your name is. <laughs> right. How you want me to address you? Right. Like so, if you if you were Brittany and went to Chris, I'm right. not gonna continue to call, call you, you Brittany. Brittany. Right. You know what I'm saying? So you, okay, cool. It's Chris now. All right, Chris. All right. All right, cool. <laughs> but only it's only a certain level. It's only it only goes to a certain point when I'm gonna let you control what I say. Right. And it's gotten and that's what I that's what that's it's gotten to the point now where people people's lives are being negatively affected about this when they don't do anything disrespectful. Yeah. Right. It's, to to it's, me, if it, if it's not blatant, it was not intentional. It's a learning moment. Like. Right, like when you when you weaponize your lifestyle to yes to hurt other people, yeah, yeah, to to cause detriment to other people's lives, then that's when you're the bad. You're the bad guy. All right, man, let's close it out. Will you know we got the mesh, right? Yeah, yep. So you got the mesh. So I asked you to grab one today. So for today's mesh, um, sticking to my 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 tribe of comics, uh, authenticity. Mm. Um, I think that is something that is uh, heavily forgotten when it comes to trying to make an impact on people and uh, what I've learned is you know you stay true to yourself uh, true people come around you and you make that's where the money come from so as long as you stay in your lane do what you do don't step out of you know your comfort zone too much to where now you're out of character you don't have to worry about it I've seen people go on stage and become a different person mm. and then they get some some shows and now they are upset with themselves because that's not who they truly are mm. and now for them 10-15 minutes every night they have to go be fake mm. I'm like nah see now then, then like you, you get some notoriety now you want to switch it up and now people don't want to see that because you put a different persona out there stay true to yourself uh, and true people come around you that's 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 the mesh Plug your socials, bro. Hey, man, make sure y'all follow me on all social media platforms. Simply just will. Uh, make sure y'all follow my company, Third Post Media. Post like your heartbeat. Not uh, a lot of people put plus uh, <laughs> a post, P-O-S-T. Third Post Media. Um, make sure y'all listen to my podcast, The Will Hill Show. We couldn't come up with a more clever name, so that's what we came up with. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and like, now I'm mad because like I got better names. Like, yeah. <laughs> I think of different names for this podcast too. I want to change. I want to change it. Thousand percent. Thousand percent. I like that. You might. I might have. You, I might have to edit that out. Want somebody steal it? I said it first. <laughs> I got proof. All right, man. This podcast is sponsored by the fourteen forty eight Bakery. That's one four four eight baconcode.com. Go to the website. Uh, put no key at the end of before you check out and get fifteen percent off of your order and. Uh, this has been another rendition of the No Key Podcast. Wear your crown, build your legacy, kings. I had to solo today. I'm your man, Spaces. Uh, Sound man, Dave couldn't be here. Jay Everyday couldn't be here. Ma couldn't be here. But happy Mother's Day. We're recording on Mother's Day. Happy Mother to all the mothers. Meeting the journey.